0: All right, welcome to the Tuesday episode of From Aid Arbitration. I went out of town this weekend and got back yesterday. I was bushed, so we're going to get a Tuesday edition, all right? I'm going to keep with the same theme of route protection. Uh, We're going to keep doing that. Uh, They're not going to be very long episodes, but we're going to get ourselves ready. Like I said, we're going to get ourselves ready for the fall when the scanner data starts picking back up for route inspections, and uh, we're going to protect our routes. And I promised you that. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to educate us on that, and that's exactly what's going to happen. So I have a, uh, a PowerPoint that a Mr. Steve Hedgecock sent me. A Very good PowerPoint. So he's been doing it for about six years, training. Uh, it's a six-day count-ish type of thing, so I'm not going to go over all of it. Uh, but I will. There are some things on there that I'm going to pick out. And share with y'all things that will help us protect our routes okay because that's what this is all about uh, he sent this to me last week so it's about 80 slides uh, Jeremy's gonna put the entire slide show up on our uh, from eight website so you can see it there if you want to look at all 80 pages of it like I said I'm not going to go over all 80 pages I'm just gonna to pick out just a few that I think are extremely important That deal with some things that I know that we're dealing with now so we'll be doing that in just a second I have had a lot of people reach out that have gone to this training this scanner training a lot of people and I really appreciate y'all reaching out I do I've been harping on it this is how I am if it's good I'm gonna say it's good if it's bad I'm gonna say it's bad I'm not gonna kiss anybody's ass on this podcast period. I don't care who you are. I'm not kissing your ass. If it sucks, I'm going to say it sucks. That's just how I am. That's the reason I said I'm not uh, represented by anybody, endorsed by anybody, encouraged by anybody. Uh, I wasn't going to do that because I'm not going to have anybody tell me what I can and cannot say. And so, um, but if it's good, I'm going to tell you that it's good. I have no problem with that. And if I'm wrong, I have no problem saying I'm wrong. So I've had numerous people reach out to me about the training that they've got. Some have given me very good feedback. Some have given me not so good feedback. Uh, so uh, we're going to discuss it all. All of it's going to be discussed, I promise. One of the things that, that I do know is that there are certain times that we have been given a, a kind of a, a standard time And anything over that time is flagged, and management can question us about it, uh, which I hate. I'm not going to lie about that. I hate that. I hate it. Because it goes against the very fabric (laughs) of what we've been arguing about as far as spying and covert technique. It goes against the very fabric of that. And, And me personally, I would never allow it. But I'm like, and I've said this two million times, I know y'all get sick of hearing this. Those people that did that, their IQs way above mine. So I'm sure there's a reason for it. There's a method to the madness. And and I'll, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Just me. I'm not going to have anything introduced into any memo where my carriers are questioned about anything they do on the street based off of a scanner. I'm just not. But Hey, it's done. It's a done deal. So we're going to deal with it, okay? I'll go down the list for you and tell you the allotted times, kind of the standard times, and anything over this we're questioned about. Uh, It's funny that anything under that we're not going to be questioned about. Why is that? Anything under these standard times we're not going to be questioned about it because management, they want us to be under that. But anything over that, any, a second over these standard times and you're flagged and have to answer to it. It just gives me the perception that management inherently thinks that we're cheating and lying when we're not. That I'm going to have to sit here and answer for something that y'all have made a standard time. I just don't like it. Loading time. Your loading time has a, a standard of 22 minutes. Now that's, that sounds reasonable. Loading time, 22 minutes to load your vehicle. I'm going to take it that that's when you pull down and head out. You have 22 minutes to get out there and load up. Now, that's very difficult at my station because we have one row where all of them, I've got 33 routes. If all the routes are pulling down around the same time, there's a lot of people waiting down there at the end of that ramp uh, to to get a spot to load. I'm going to, I'm going to to see how that's handled in my station unloading time seven minutes seven minutes for unloading time that means when you get back I'm sure the scanner will show when you get back and park it's the scanner is magnificent and it's going to show you how long you've been sitting there to unload so you got seven minutes so that means if you go in had to get a hamper come back out unload your stuff you got seven minutes if it's 701 it's flagged you got you can answer for that Uh, signature required delivery three minutes signature required three minutes relay time minute and 35 seconds delivered other scan parcel delivery one minute did y'all hear that one minute per parcel How many times, as a shop steward, have you fought management over that, where management says it generally takes about one minute, and we say what? It takes what it takes. It takes what it takes on a parcel. They have put a standard of one minute. So one minute and one second, this thing has flagged me, and and I'm going to have to answer why it took me longer than a minute. And now the union is saying just say it took longer because it took longer. Okay am i having to answer for that yeah am i being questioned about it yeah so that pisses me off man a minute let me tell you about my station i've got routes in my station that have driveways up hills the entire route now there is no way you can go up and turn around so what do you have to do you've got to walk that parcel up that hill to the house now what did we talk about last week that knock and drop what are you supposed to do knock and wait and then come back down so i'm going to have a carrier that's going to have about 60 or 70 of those they're going to have to sit in there and answer for 60 or 70 packages what about this package walked up a hill had to knock wait on a customer okay what about this address? I had to walk up the hill, knock on the door, wait for the customer. Okay. What about this one? I had to walk up. You know, come on now. Like I said, these people are smarter than me. That's horseshit. One minute to deliver a package? Man, I have fault management my entire career over that. It takes what it takes. Well, they've given you a minute. Anything over a minute is flagged. Management can question you on that, or this team can question you on that. Watch and see this. How many managers or supervisors are fixing to take that and abuse the hell out of it? You've got smaller stations that have no idea what's going on, that have no training. And I know that for a fact. I've got hundreds of individuals messaging me that they're in small stations, get no training, They have no idea what's going on in the outside world. How many of them are fixing to get just raked over the coals on that, where a manager or a supervisor is going to come in there and say, well, both parties have agreed you get one minute to deliver a parcel, so what are they going to do? Run that thing up the damn hill, throw it on the porch, run back down, because they don't know any different. They don't know any different. Watch and see. Watch and see management take this and completely abuse it. I know that for a fact. <laughs> I didn't have to be in no meeting to know that. I've been around the block numerous times with these line bastards. Watch and see how many managers come out and say, well, the Postal Service and Union have both agreed it takes one minute to deliver a package. And then you know, say, Well, you know, you got to educate them. Man, that sounds great. Who's going to do that? Who's going to educate them? The people who signed off on this thing, are they going to go to all these small stations and educate them? Are they going to leave it up to somebody else to do it? Is the shop steward just supposed to know that and to look that up? When I talked earlier in an earlier episode about, Hey, man, don't just. Don't let a boulder hit me on my head. Let me know the summit's is coming. This is what I'm talking about. We should have had mass trainings on this thing, not just a select few going up to training, and then telling people, you know, and in word of mouth. We're a bigger and better union than that. We're a bigger and better union than that. Anybody you know, tell them. The one minute does not mean you have one minute to deliver a package. It means that that's the standard number they came up with, that anything over a minute is flagged and you've got to answer for it. If a manager is telling you that both parties agree that there's, it's a minute, grieve that. Grieve it and just say that you're grieving it because they're a liar. Because, <laughs> you know, I just hate to think of my people getting abused, man. It keeps me up at night thinking that my people, there's somebody out there in a small town, a little, you know, one red light town, one stop sign town, and some a-hole manager come in there and say, hey, look, get a stand-up talk. Got two city carriers in there. You got one minute to deliver parcels. Uh, Both parties have agreed to it. And those two carriers are going to get just ruined. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I'm sure this will work out. I keep saying that Um, miscellaneous, other stationary, seven minutes. So I guess that's all right. But they've also said that the most important thing is carrier consultations. That's what everybody that has reached out to me. And I've probably had a dozen people that have gone to this training across the country that have reached out to me, you know, because they know my concern. A lot of them have said, you know we've voiced that same concern. I've had a handful say, Hey, look, it's not that bad. You know, we're going to be all right. So uh, I hope so. I really do. Uh, I hope that we are. But, um, but all of them had said the carrier consultation is the most important thing. You've got to get your carriers trained to fight for every second in these carrier consultations. It's that important. When they go on for these carrier consultations, have every carrier fight their ass off in there for every second, every second. So, and we'll get in more into that. It's July. We'll have several classes, several classes. We'll have several episodes on uh on this stuff. Uh, I should have this week. I've got to reach out to a gentleman that's helping me with um, Discord. He's got me on Discord. That's how I'm going to be able to have outside people outside of my my studio. Uh, I can talk to them. I can question them, go back and forth. I really think that that's going to bring another element to this podcast. That way you don't have to sit here and listen to me the whole time. So if I can get other people on here, we can go back and forth, debate, discuss, argue, cuss each other. Uh, I think that will add another element. I should have that by this week. Uh, I've got to call this gentleman. And uh, he's been helping me out with this discord. So uh, when I get that done, I will have people that that have gone through this training. Uh, Some are scared to talk to me, uh, and that's fine. But a lot of you are not, and that's, that's who I need to talk to. So I may have you all on. You can say, hey, look, here's the highlights of this thing. Here's why this thing is fantastic, and here's why it's not fantastic. And this is what we need to tell our people. This is what we need to do to educate our carriers in these smaller offices that don't know, okay? I think that will be beneficial. I really do. I've got a friend down in Florida as a letter carrier that I have uh, come to know to my podcast. We go back and forth, talk about different things. And he had a hell of a removal, man, a hell of a removal. And uh, so he, he worked up his contentions. He sent them to me. And uh, it, what happened was the carrier, he gets off work, and he goes to pick up a prostitute. Goes into the motel room, and it's a sting. They bust him, arrest him. So here he comes out of this hotel room in handcuffs in his postal uniform. Of course, you know, postal post office fires him. So he's, he really was sweating that thing, man. He fought his ass off. He made some great contentions, really good stuff. Well, he won that thing. He won it. Uh, he sent it to me last week. So, my friend, I'm not going to say your name, not going to say where it was at. Congratulations to you. Congratulations. I know that you worked your ass off on that thing, and I know how that feels. It's exhilarating. I don't care what people do. Look, we all make mistakes in this life. We just do. We do things that we look back on and say, how stupid was I when I did that? You know, does that mean that we shouldn't be represented? Does that mean that we shouldn't be cared for? Absolutely not, man. Absolutely not. Man, If you you got people in your stations that are going to do the dumbest things you could ever think of. Man, you love on them. You love them. Put your arm around them. Say, hey, look here, man. I'm going to do everything humanly possible to help you and protect you, okay? Uh, That's what he did. That's what he did. I I saw an an individual put up on uh, Facebook the other day a 14-day suspension that this carrier got for getting out of his vehicle. It was running. It was unsecured. Door was open. And he's like 10 houses down. Management rides up on him. And they just get in the vehicle and wait on him. He comes back. Vehicles unsecured, running, keys in it, you know. And this individual's like, Help me. Look at this. Y'all look at this. What What do we have? And some jackleg is going to sit there about six comments. Well, how stupid is that? Why would he do that? You know, you need to throw yourself on the mercy of the court. Take whatever they offer you. Thank God you're not my shop steward. Man, what a cowardly thing to do. <laughs> you. You've got to fight. I don't care how big the adversary is. You have got to fight on every discipline, regardless of what it is you fight. You look, you find, you fight, you contend. To have somebody sit there and disparage this brother that that did something foolish, I'll give you that. But to sit there and for six or seven comments, how stupid is that? Why was he doing that? What? What, what difference does that make now? He's already been disciplined. You know, if you don't have anything constructive to say, move on to something else. You've offered nothing but ignorance. That was the only thing you had to offer was ignorance. That's the one thing that pisses me off about the Facebook stuff is you have these people that for some reason think that their ignorance is laughable. Well, people aren't laughing with you. They're laughing at you for your ignorance. But after that, there's about 20 comments, people just blazing this discipline, man. It was some good stuff. I mean, really good stuff, helping this individual out. That's what I love to see. But anyway, uh, a lot of people sending me resolutions. Really good work. I've had some people send me contentions. I wish I could put them up for y'all and let y'all see them. This is high tech lawyer stuff, man. These people are sending me. I'm like, dear Lord. Maybe I need to be learning from y'all. <laughs> y'all need to be doing a podcast. It's high-level stuff, man. Just like, you know, they're like, check this out. I'm like, good God, this is this is amazing. <laughs> but it, it makes me happy. It does. I want everybody in this country to be hell-raising, just destroying grievances, blistering management. That's, that's how I am. You know, I, I'm not lukewarm i i'm I want to fight all the time that's what I want and and it and it does me good to see people fighting for their people it does I love it all right with all that being said, I got off on a little thing there, but I just wanted to tell my friend congratulations down there on that removal. I know that he was sweating that, and I would have to <laughs> it was it looked ugly, but he did great but Again, I'm going to get into the slideshow. It's going to be choppy because I'm going to have to edit it a lot because I'm going to, I'm going to switch over to this other thing. I'm going to read a section, and then I'm going to have to scroll down uh, to another section that I find and read it and scroll. So it's going, it may be a little choppy. I'm going to do my best to edit it where you can't really tell, but um, just bear with me on it, okay? But there's some really good things in here. Uh, about protecting your routes. Uh, and uh, again, to Steve Hedgecock, man, I really appreciate you sending me that. I've had a lot of people send me stuff to help, and, and I'm going to use some things. You know, I, like I said, I'm always learning, always learning. I by no means know everything, <laughs> by no means. But So he sent that to me. I'm, I am going to use it. Like I said, get on from eightarbitration.com. Jeremy's going to have this whole entire PowerPoint up there. All right. Uh, I think Lindsay on uh, the Facebook page for Arbitration, I think maybe she's putting it up there. I can't remember. I have to reach out to her, but uh, go to Formate Arbitration on Facebook page, check out what Lindsay's doing with that. Some really good stuff. Really good stuff, man. She does a great job with that. Again, Jeremy McCall has the formatearbitration.com uh website up. Fantastic job on that as well. Uh, everything I'm talking about, he's going to put on there, okay? So let's get into this powerpoint like i said there are some things on here that i think are extremely helpful it's going to be a lot of reading i think we'll be all right and i'm going to scroll down just a couple of these slides uh, here's one i like this and it's got some m documents on it, it says a national agreement article 34 work and or time standards a the principle of a fair day's work for a fair day's pay is recognized by all parties to this agreement And that's kind of our mantra, a a fair day's work for a fair day's pay. It doesn't say a blazing day's work for a fair day's pay. It says a fair day's work for a fair day's pay. Uh, M209, M-Document 209, it is recognized that changes in work and time standards will be initiated only at the national level. So if any manager or any supervisor comes up and gives a stand-up talk, that any of these time standards have changed, 18 and 8. We have no standard on the street. Remember that? And I'll talk about that in a minute on one of these slides. We have no standard on the street. This one minute is not a standard for parcel delivery. Uh, 22 minutes is not a standard for loading our vehicle. There is no standard there, even though they've given us one on this M document. There is no standard for unloading our vehicle, even though they've given us one on this M document. So if any manager or supervisor comes out and says, here's your new standards. Seven minutes unload, 22 minutes for loading, one minute for parcels. If any supervisor or manager says that, grieve it. Grieve it. Okay? Because they're, they're lying to you. M-209, it is recognized that changes in work and time standards will be initiated only at the national level. And those time standards have not been changed. We have no street standard, and our office standard is 18 and 8. We have no parcel delivery standard. Remember that. M-190, M-190. The form in question is a management tool being utilized to gather information. As such, it is not used for disciplinary or route adjustment purposes. The case file does not reflect that use of the disputed form is in any manner an effort to affect the time or work standards. I continue to see managers hand out pieces of paper. Put your splits on here, hour splits. Here's an, what, is, what it takes to an hour. And they're going to put that into DOAS. They're going to put that into PET. See, Uh, I would be hesitant to fill out any form about my route. I just would. I would call my business agent or my branch president, even as a shop steward, if you're not sure. If they hand you a form saying, hey, put our splits on here. Because what they're going to do is they're going to put that into your DOAS or whatever. when they do takeoffs or handoffs or splits or whatever y'all call them, They're going to say, this is an hour, hand it to the carrier, here's an hour. Well, first off, that's an hour for the regular carrier. That's not an hour for me. I've got travel time, and it's going to take me longer because I don't know this route like the regular carrier does. Those are just games that they play, but that's a good one for you when uh, it talks about that. M190. The form in question is a management tool being utilized to gather information. As such, it is not used for disciplinary route adjustment purposes. So any form that management attempts to hand you during this process, I would not sign it. I would not fill it out. I would talk to my president or my business agent before I did that, okay? M304, in keeping with the principle of a fair day's work for a fair day's pay, it is understood that there is no set pace at which a carrier must walk and no street standard for walking. There you go. I have no street standard. I have no delivery standard. As long as one foot is going in front of the other and I'm breathing, I'm okay. I've, had, I've seen people where management said, you weren't delivering with urgency. Went out and did a, a, a $39.99. You weren't delivering with urgency. What in the hell does that mean? Where does it say I have to deliver with urgency? I'm just delivering mail. There's nothing in any handbook or manual saying I've got to deliver with urgency. Don't let them do that to you. Like I said, as long as you got one foot in front of the other, you're fine. I'm going to read that again. M304. This will be a good one for y'all now during this time right here. M304. In keeping with the principle of a fair day's work for a fair day's pay, it is understood that there is no set pace at which a carrier must walk and no street standard for walking. That covers mounted routes, walking routes, everything. I have no street standard at all. They're talking about you get so much time for delivery or it's flagged. I don't care if you give me 10 seconds for a delivery and it's flagged. I'm going to look through my mail I'm going to look through my flats to make sure each flat goes to that address. I'm going to look through that DPS to make sure that there's no problems in it, no errors in it. And then I'm going to take that and in one hand, put that in the box. If I've got small chunks, purses, parcels, hit them, scan them, put them in the box. However long that takes me is how long it takes me. Do not be intimidated into going faster. If management says you now have a certain amount of time, disregard that. Disregard that, because I promise you in some of these stations, they're going to take these standards that were given out in these new memos and say that that's the gospel. This is how long you've got. Do not do that. We have no standard on the street. We do not. We have an 18 and 8 standard in the office. Okay? M-1444. And this one's kind of messed up a little bit. When he printed out, it probably didn't print out right. M fourteen forty four, daily peace counts recorded in accordance with the above reference systems post or doas do not constitute the sole basis for discipline. However, daily peace counts recorded in accordance with these procedures may be used by the parties in conjunction with other management records and procedures to support or refute any performance related discipline. Now listen to this this does not change the principle that pursuant to section 242 332 of the carrier shall be disciplined for failure to meet standards except cases of unsatisfactory effort which must be based on documented unacceptable conduct that to the carriers failure to meet standards so even if i'm failing to meet standards i cannot be disciplined unless it's shown that i have unsatisfactory effort so management has to prove that. that burden is on them to prove that that my effort is unsatisfactory. If I fail to meet standard. Matter of fact, in route counting inspections, if you don't meet standard, well they do. They just take that time off of you. But if you're going to try to discipline me based off a of failure to meet standards, you have to management has to show that there was unsatisfactory effort on my part. Okay? So that'll be a good one for things to come up. Uh, and it goes furthermore, the pre-arbitration settlement has it there. And it goes in again to the street standard. It says provides that there's no set pace at which a carrier must walk, and no street standard for walking. Remember that that's going to be one of the biggest things we have on our favor in this route adjustment process. Make sure your carriers understand that our street standard has not changed. There's not one. OK, if management attempts to give you a street standard based off of these new, M- or these new MOUs, grieve that. If they give a stand up saying that we now have a street standard of this much time, grieve that. OK, they're lying. M1664. And this is going to be huge. This is going to be huge. And, and JB talked about this in one of his episodes. M1664. The Delivery Operations Information System, or DOAS, is a management tool for estimating a carrier's daily workload. The use of DOIS does not change the letter carrier's reporting requirements outlined in Section 131.4 of, M, of Handbook M41. The supervisor's scheduling responsibilities outlined in Section 122 of Handbook M39 or the letter carrier's and supervisor's responsibilities contained in Section 28 of Handbook M41. Doe's projections are not the sole determinant of a carrier's leaving or return time or daily workload. As such, the projections cannot be used as a sole basis for corrective action. You're fixing to see a massive amount of PET being used in these offices. I know that for a fact because my my manager told me that. They call it super PET. (laughs) That's what they call it, super PET. Uh, you're fixing to see that in all these offices with the implementation of these scanners. Uh, that's something that, you know, management thinks that they pulled the okie doke on us for signing this M document. They really do. They think that they've gotten one over on us, and they're fixing to abuse the hell out of us. I know that because I've been told that. They're fixing to abuse the hell out of us. That's the reason protecting our routes is so important. Be knowledgeable about the things that that are protecting our routes such as no street standard management is fixing to start implementing pet and doas uh, to have our our leave times when they come up to you in the morning they're going to start telling you your leave time is this your return time is that I know that for a fact because it's happening now people are telling me that your your leave time is this your return time is that that goes against the very M document I just read you 1664 If they come up and they tell you, hey, your leave time is this, ask them where they're getting that from. Where are you you getting that information from? Well, it's a a combination of things. What's the combination of what things? Well, it's DOAS and this and that. I'm not going to recognize that. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I've got 33 minutes of fixed office time without a break, 43 minutes of fixed office time with a break. I'm going to case my route at an 18 and 8 standard, and then I'm going to pull my route down and then I'm going to leave. Now, whatever time that is, is whatever time it is. Those are things that are contractual. This DOAS is not contractual. There's nothing in the contract talking about DOAS. This is management's tool. They're fixing to abuse that tool on us due to these memos. I know that for a fact. I know that. So be careful, all right? Study up on your us. Uh, When management comes to you, like I said, and they said, hey, look, your leave time is this, how'd you get that? Your return time is that, how'd you get that? Another thing that they do, and and I'll address this, I'll have JB address it. When, When management and the union in our last MRAP, JRAP, whatever it was, they did the routes, management went in after the fact and changed our base parcel volume they added like 40 per route well that devastates a route according to Doas and according to all these things that they do because you have now lost all that time projected time when they when they add to your base parcel volume if that makes sense say say they evaluated your route and your route ended up with 50 parcels base volume so your projected daily numbers are based off of 50 parcels so if you get 60 parcels obviously your routes gonna be longer because you've got 10 more parcels over base okay so if you did a 39.96 and you said I had uh, 10 parcels over base so I'm gonna need this much overtime that's what that's talking about Okay. Is your base parcel volume is fifty? I've got sixty, so I'm at 3996, I'm ten parcels over base. Management went in and they elevated those numbers. If my par- base parcel volume was fifty, they said it now said it was 70. They cheat and lie and deceive. It's who they are. It's in their soul to cheat and lie and steal. That's what the only thing that they are good for is cheating and lying and stealing. Always remember that when you're dealing with management, even at the highest level, when you're signing off on things, understand that your people are fixing to be cheated, lied, and stolen from when you sign anything. But we caught them elevating our base parcel volume. So after the fact, after these things are, get your base parcel volumes from the union. Say, hey, what's the base parcel volume for my, for my routes and my station? It's this. Let's check that in about a month and see what they are. See if management has gone in and changed that to screw your numbers. They're trying to steal from you, okay? M1769, M1769. The subject office efficiency tool is a management tool, not a union tool, for estimating a carrier's daily workload. The office efficiency tool used in the Greater Indiana District or any similar time projection system tool will not be used as a sole determinant for establishing office or street time projections. Accordingly, the resulting projections will not constitute the sole basis for corrective action. This agreement does not change the principle that pursuant to Section 242.332 of Hadmock N-39, no carrier shall be disciplined for failure to meet standards except in cases of unsatisfactory effort which must be based on documented unacceptable conduct that led to the carrier's failure to meet office standards. Office standards, okay? Not street standards. We don't have one. Office standards. Failure to meet office standards. Furthermore, as stated in the agreement for case there, there is no set pace at which a carrier must walk and no street standard of walking. And here's a little saying he put in there. It's pretty good. Deception and lies are only able to take hold where a knowledge of the truth has been ignored or lost or never taught. That goes along perfect for what I've been saying, doesn't it? Deception and lies are only able to take hold where a knowledge of the truth has been ignored or lost or never taught. They're going to get over on us with deception and lies if we do not teach our people otherwise. And that's what we're doing. And that's what we will continue to do until we get it all right. And here's another little thing he put in there. Little slide it says the layman's term for the six preceding issues regarding Dois and Pet is ignore what the supervisor says how your route will be. The carrier is the authority if there is under time or overtime on a route. So if management is telling you that there is under time on your route, what is that based off? Okay, what what are you basing that on? If they say that under time is based off of six or seven like days. Well, you're going off a demonstrated performance. We don't do that either. Every day is different. If they're saying that you have under time because you, last Monday you had the same amount of mail, and, the last, and Monday prior to that you had the same amount of mail, so therefore you have under time, don't buy that. That's demonstrated performance, and we don't do that. We don't go by that. Every day is different, every day, Okay. Now, you can look at your route and say, I have no mail today. If you come in, you got half a tub of flats and one tray of DPS, you're probably going to have some undertime. Go on and give that to them. Unless you got two hampers of parcels, which suck it all up. But if they're going by previous numbers on previous days, that's demonstrated performance. Okay? Don't buy that. Don't buy demonstrated performance. We don't do that. You're trying to give me a standard. Don't do that. Okay? Here's a great one, and I've dealt with this with a, with a gentleman prior that was having difficulty in the station getting vehicles, getting equipment, and uh, I sent him this. It says, morning office duties. Clock in, M41.141. Y'all remember this, M41.141. All equipment needed to perform your job will be furnished by the U.S. Postal Service. Y'all hear that? All equipment needed to perform your job will be furnished by the U.S. Postal Service. What about the other day when they said that the scanners are down, they needed you to use your phone to take pictures of the scans on the parcels? What about that? Did the Postal Service furnish you that phone? No, they did not. I would not use my personal phone for anything. M41.141, all, A-L-L, all equipment. It does not say some equipment or most equipment. It says A-L-L, all. All equipment needed to perform your job will, W-I-L-L, will be furnished by the U.S. Postal Service. That's who we work for. They will, they will provide everything that we need. So I'm not going to use my phone to take pictures of package scans and come back in the evening. You're going to provide me with the things that I need to perform my job. Okay? Vehicle check. This is important. This is important. If y'all go out there and turn your vehicle on and come back in, you're wasting a lot of time. You're losing a lot of time. Vehicle check. M41.832.1. Vehicle check M41.832.1. There are 27 items on the vehicle you are responsible for checking every time you use an assigned vehicle. 27 items. I know at my time clock they have a little container with the little checklists in there. The 27 items. Get your carriers in the habit of doing that every day, going over all 27 items management cannot stop you from doing that. If they attempt to stop you from doing it, grieve it. Violation of M41.832.1. okay? That'll be a violation of article 19 via M41.832.1. When management failed, whatever, failed to allow me to do my 27 point checklist on my vehicle inspection. okay or something like that. but it'd be very easy. But there are 27 items on the vehicle checklist. Make sure, get your carriers in the habit of doing that. Like I said, management is going to try to steal our time. We're going to get it back tenfold. Okay? They're going to regret getting into this agreement with us. They think it's the other way around. I've been told that. They think that they pulled the wool over our eyes. They think that they put the okey doke on us. We're going to educate ourselves. We're going to be the bane of their existence. They're going to regret it. Okay, 27 items on that checklist, M41.832.1. Make sure, get your carriers in the habit of doing that every single day. Putting your vehicle in neutral on level ground. Putting it in park on up and down. All of these things are meant to help us. They're contractual too. It's not like we're screwing management over. They're all contractual, okay? Reporting vehicle defects. I dealt with this with a gentleman the other day where he was management was making them forcing them to drive vehicles that were unsafe. Um, reporting vehicle defects, m forty one point eight four two point one. This has nothing to do with uh, protecting your route, but since he asked the other day, I sent this to him, I believe, and then told him to out of 1767 and grieve it, but driver must A, report all mechanical defects or failures and major body damage on a Form 4565. They didn't even have those. Vehicle repair tag, as soon as noted, And, B, immediately turn in the completed form to a dispatcher or manager. Uh, And this gentleman filed a grievance, and his president royally screwed him on this grievance. I was livid. His president screwed the pooch on this grievance, man. It was absolutely atrocious. I wish I could name him, but I'm not. But the carrier told me, he said, the vehicles were all unsafe. They had no forms. No safety, 1767, no forms of that. No 4565 vehicle repair tags. He kept asking. He's saying the vehicle's unsafe. The manager was saying it's not unsafe. I said, I would not drive a vehicle that's unsafe, period. So he filed a grievance on management. Management was threatening him. If you you don't drive this vehicle, then I'm going to charge you with annual leave. I'm going to do this, discipline, all that. I said, file a joint statement on that bastard. You're not going to threaten me ever. I'm telling you i got an unsafe vehicle. You don't have the forms that I need, and you're going to threaten me. (laughs) We'll see about that. I said, file a joint statement on his ass. File on these things here that they don't have a 1767 readily available. They don't have these vehicle repair tags readily available. Get you a very good statement. Case file looked beautiful. He sent it to me. It was brilliant. The president said he resolved it as management should have these forms available. That was it. That was the resolution. Management should have these forms available. Should have. Well, that we already know that. The contract said they should have them. They don't have them. So now what? That's cowardice. That's cowardice see- seeping into our union. That's cowardice seeping into our union. You hurt people when you do that. You hurt your brothers and sisters by cowardice, by being cowardly. Management should have these forms readily available. Well, no shit. We know that. That's why we filed the damn grievance. Screwed my man over big time. Anyway, that's nothing to do with route protection. I hate when I do that. I just get off on these tangents sometimes. Oh well. And I said I wasn't gonna cuss anymore. Said I did good the last episode. I didn't have one cuss word. I listened to it and I was pleased with myself. I was happy. Uh, had a good day afterwards because I was like, I didn't have all that profanity on there. Now look at this. I'm making up for it in, what is it, 30 minutes. Uh, I had this come up the other day. Uh, and so if this will help you, if clerks are putting mail on your ledge, they can do that. It says M41-223.11, withdraw letter mail from city distribution cases, line 15 function, that's on 60 count. It says M41-922.51B. M 41, 922.51B, Withdrawing Mail. As much as possible, clerks or mail handlers withdraw mail, especially that mail received early in the morning, from distribution cases and place it on your desk. If it is necessary for you to withdraw mail from distribution cases or to remove mail from sacks, trays, or hampers, record the time. So clerks, if they start putting it in your, on your ledge, no grievance. We don't have a grievance there okay and he's got a good little way that he has uh, written on his uh, case and trash can uh, heights of mail so that when you have tubs sitting there it's a good way a good easy way to measure the height uh, the um, measure the amount of mail that you have he says measure the amount of mail i measure the flats via trash cans or the fiber dome this is for your information as what is your individual capability. Some routes case faster than others, and he tells you how long he cases flats. But he's got a little thing on his trash can on his uh, little fiber dome there of of measurements. So that's a pretty good little idea. you got uh, M386. Again, all these slides are going to be on here, so you can just go down through there and look at it. M386, and this is going to be big for y'all. Management may not charge or impose discipline on a carrier merely for failing to meet the 18 and 8 casing standards. Okay, remember that. If you have carriers that are not making your 18 and 8, they, they can't be disciplined solely for that. They have to show unsatisfactory effort, okay? Uh, this is one of those things I told you about when management uh, was telling uh, carriers in my installation fill out the leave slips in the office and put the the packages over on the left notice and take the leave slips out. Uh, He addresses that in here. It's very good. It says, do not fill out a 3849 in the office. M41262.1. Prepare PS form 3849 as you make delivery. This is going to help you with this one minute bullshit of, of, package delivery where you're flagged after 1 minute. Do not fill out the 3849 in the office. M41.262.1. Prepare PS form 3849 as you make delivery. This is a street function no matter how long this takes. Place items at the beginning of the loop and fill out a 3849 except the address and the LLV. Finish the address at the front door while waiting for the customer to answer after ringing the doorbell and knocking. Remember now, all of this is supposed to be done within a minute. According to this this thing that they've given us, one minute. After that, it's flagged. So all your parcels should be flagged. If you're doing them correctly. If you're doing them correctly. You fill out the leave slip as you make delivery. You place the items at the beginning of the loop and fill out the 3849, accept the address in the LLV. Finish the address at the front door while waiting for the customer to answer after ringing the doorbell and knocking. Okay, and that's supposed to take one minute according to the professionals. It takes what it takes. I will always say that. I don't care who tells me any different. Here's another big one. We deal with this a lot here in this installation and some of our AOs. M41.225.16. M41.225.16. A letter may be reversed in the letter separation for a customer receiving a parcel or odd-sized article that cannot be routed in the flat separations. This will serve as a reminder when on the route that there is a large or odd size piece for this customer okay m41.225.16 we call it turning a letter you know you turn a letter when you have big parcels so that way when you get to it you know that you've got one and you go back there and you get it out and you do all the proper things when you deliver it so if management tells you that you cannot do that which is we had that in an insta- in one of our aos manager said hey No turning letters. It's contractual. M41.225.16. A letter may be reversed in the letter separation for a customer receiving a parcel or odd-sized article that cannot be routed in the flat separations. This will serve as a reminder when on the route that there is a large or odd-sized piece for the customer. Okay? That's good for you. If people are like, I know I've seen that somewhere, we can turn the letter. There it is right there for you, okay? Again, it'll be on the slideshow. Very good stuff here. He did a great job. Here's another one. It's National Arbitration, C number 16863. Deal with this a lot. C number 16863. Carriers on park and loop routes in a DPS environment are not required to carry a fourth bundle of mail. I actually had a postmaster come up to me and tell me that I was I have a walking route. He said, You carry as many bundles as I tell you to. I said, No, I carry three. He said, No, if you if I tell you to carry five, you're gonna carry five. I said, I would not do that. I will not do that. <laughs> I promise you. I'm gonna carry three bundles. And so um, my supervisor had to come up and tell him he's right. You only carry three bundles. He didn't even know that. Carriers on a parking loop routes in a DPS environment are not required to carry a fourth bundle of mail. If I've got a walking route, I carry three bundles max. Cannot carry a fourth bundle. Now, on a riding route, you can carry as many as they tell you to. And management better be careful with that. Because I always tell my carriers, if they tell you to carry six or seven bundles, I'm putting them in the back, and I'm going to work out of the back. I'm gonna get the mail out of the front, go to the back, open that up, get them out of the back, and put it in the box. So you don't play games, we can do that. But walking routes, only three bundles. Remember that. That's that's National Arbitration C one six eight six three. Carriers on a parking loop routes in a DPS environment are not required to carry a fourth bundle of mail. If you're on a walking route, you carry three bundles, period. Here's M document 1288. These are another things that some of y'all may have never heard of. These things I've, I've always walked, I've been there 28 years. I've walked all you know from day one. So, but for some of you new carriers, here's some things that you may not know. It's a little weird, but M 1288, uh, M document 1288, and also uh, M 41 handbook 922.51d, M 41.92.51d. Park-and-loop routes handling of third bundles is an office function. Okay, park-and-loop routes handling of third bundles is an office function. Unaddressed mailings are to be counted out and placed at the back of the Cased Mail Bundle. Did y'all know that? Unaddressed mailings are to be counted out and placed at the back of the Cased Mail Bundle. Addressed mailings Pull out the vacants and the vacation holds, then place remaining behind the case mail bundles. So if you've got ADVO with no addresses on them, you're supposed to count those out per stops in your loop and put those at the back of that loop. If you've got addresses on them, pull out the holds and vacants and then put those in the back of the case mail bundles or the loops. Don't know that? Start doing that. See what your manager says. (laughs) What the hell are you doing? That's M1288 and also M handbook M41.922.51D. This man's putting some knowledge on y'all right here. He's got pictures of how it looks. Very good job here, man. This does good, a fantastic job. Steve Hedgecock, really good job. He's taking pictures of all this stuff. It's in there showing you how to do that. Very good. M41.922.413A. Who sat there and did all this right here? You know, think of that. M41.922.413A. Man. Carriers on motorized curb delivery routes will take credit in parcel post column for each separate bundle. Remember to count the bundles of mail taken directly to the street as a parcel on non-parking loop routes so if you i guess you take six uh six separate bundles that's counted as six parcels I guess that's what they're saying remember to count the bundles of mail taken directly to the street as a parcel on non parking loop routes this man's educating you right here it has got the reporting requirements j b's gone over that thirty nine ninety six here's a here's a good one and this is something I was talking about earlier about management saying that this take, this takeoff takes an hour. M41.28, carrier auxiliary control. Letter carriers are to fill out this form completely. That's 3996. Sections A through A through O except L. Do not accept a pre-filled out 3996. Management attempted to do that at my station years ago. They handed me a 3996, had an hour on it. I said, what is that? you got an hour to do your takeoff. I said, how the hell do you know that? Well, that's what it says over here. I said, no. I said, here, give me my own, own 3996. I'll fill it up. You know, they will attempt to do that. Do not accept a pre-filled out 3996. If they're doing that at your station, grieve that. We fill out the 3996. Management does not fill out the 3996 for us and tell us how much time it's going to take. That's M41.28, okay? We're just educating folks today, man. Here's another good one, and this has nothing to do with protecting our routes, but it's a good one. m thirty one zero 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 thirty one. Management policy does not hold carriers liable for the exact amount of overtime or auxiliary assistance requested, but rather an estimate within a close approximation. Always remember that 39.96 is an estimation. If we put in for an hour and it's an hour and 15, management says, well, you know, that's 15 minutes of unauthorized overtime because you said an hour. Well, there's no such thing as an exact estimate. And that's what you're trying to do, is give me an exact estimate. I can't give you an exact estimation, it's contradictory. It's, it's an estimation. And I estimated an hour, you proved it, it took me an hour and 15. Just a little something for you. My man's got it down here. We're going to talk about it. Mr. Steve Hedgecock coming through right here. Big, big time. All right. That's going to be it. I'm all the way down to 81. He's talking about thrift savings plan. But there's your your episode on route protection. Man, that's a lot of great stuff right there from Mr. Steve Hedgecock. Really good stuff. And I'm going to continue to do this every episode until we get ourselves familiarized educated on all the all the things that we need to be doing to protect our routes okay management thinks they got over on us they didn't we will always come out on top we will educate ourselves to do that okay i promise you that i'm going to try to have jb come in here on sunday and do a um CCA is doing rule carrier work. There is a lot of that going on right now, a ton of that going on. I see a lot of uh, questions about that on Facebook. CCA is doing rule carrier work. We don't want that to happen, especially if it's violating Article 8 on our side. If management's having to violate Article 8 by using non-ODLs, off assignment, and all these different things, and here our help is over there on the other side doing rule carriers work. Um, So, He's going to do that next. I really need to get that done because I've had a lot of questions about that. Uh, We've got some good arbitration sites on that where uh, CCAs have been doing rule carry work. He's going to do that. And then we're going to do some more route protection. Uh, I've got a couple other things I've got to do. I've told people we're going to do. But route protection, that's the biggest thing to me since these memos came out. All right. Hey, we're going to get it down. We're going to get it down. I promise you. Okay, everything's going to be all right. I'll give you my word on that. Everything will be all right. So we'll get educated, and we're going to do everything humanly possible to protect these routes, okay? Because that's the most important thing. They take out a route, they take out a job. That's a brother or sister we've lost if they take a route out. We don't need that. I want more brothers and sisters. I don't want less. All right? All right. So there's your episode. Again, thank you to Mr. Steve Hedgecock for that PowerPoint. Uh, it's 81 slides, and, and a lot of it deal with six-day counts, but there's some great stuff in there, some very educational stuff in there for you, all right? Uh, y'all have a great rest of the week, and then I will talk to y'all hopefully on Sunday, and uh, we'll get you some CCAs doing real care work. Take care of yourselves in this heat, y'all. Take care of your, it is hotter than Hades outside. Take care of yourselves in this heat, please. stay hydrated. Shop stewards, take care of your CCAs. All right? I've had CCAs walk into my station in this summer heat with one bottle of water. You know? I tell them, please get you a cooler. If you can't afford one, I'll get one for you. Do not go out there on the street with one bottle of water, you will die. Okay? Take care of your people, shop stewards. Take care of your CCAs. Make sure that they've got everything that they need to stay hydrated, to stay cool, get a hat, you know. Take care of them. They don't know. They don't know. They they're probably come in from doing some kind of office work right into this hell hole, you know, 100 and something degrees outside and, and have no idea. So take care of them. But y'all, please take care of yourselves in this heat. Take breaks as needed. You know, don't worry about management, man. We'll fire their asses up with grievances all the time. We don't care. Take care of yourselves in this heat, folks, please. I saw that, that uh, UPS driver, poor guy, you know, died out there in this heat. Man, I hate that for him and his family. Doggone, you know. Just take care of yourselves, please. Do whatever you got to do to stay hydrated, stay cool. You know, don't get yourselves in trouble out there, okay? I love each and every one of you. I do. And I want you to take care of yourselves, okay? So y'all have a fantastic rest of the day, a fantastic rest of the week, and I will talk to y'all Sunday, all right? Hopefully with JB. He's been letting me down here lately, but hopefully he'll be back. So I'll talk to y'all later, all right? Bye.